Now on the Business Radio X Network, it's the Self-Aware Leader Podcast. Welcome, Christy and Mark. Thank you. Hello, thank you. So excited to be visiting with both of you today. You have such an exciting story to share. Mm -hmm. um, just to start with that, your, your story of collaboration around your shared interests of educating and advocating for middle-aged learners. Can you share that story with us, going back to how your paths originally crossed and the projects you have collaborated on together since that time? Um, I guess I'll start. I had written 24 novels for kids based on Minecraft. And being a teacher at heart, I enjoy working with students who want to learn. And I started reaching out to people on Twitter saying, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. Would you like me to talk to your class? And got very awesome. few responses, surprisingly enough. But So surprised. But got a very quick response from Christy. <laughs> and Christy? So um, it was kind of a change in my teaching assignment. I found out that I would be teaching all fourth grade and fifth grade writing. I was so nervous and I just needed something to give me a spark because um, I was scared to death to teach writing to over a hundred students every day and that's all I would be doing. So I knew I had to find some way to make it exciting, not only for the kids, but for me as well. So Ooh. I looked at many resources and started following educators and authors on Twitter. And like Mark said, he reached out, he private messaged me. And I just remember him asking if my class would like free bookmarks. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they would love it. You know, send me free bookmarks. And then we just kept talking and realized that we, you know, really had a lot of the same goals for kids that we really just want them to enjoy writing. It might not be so much all of the technical things that are sometimes found in curriculum, but we wanted them to just enjoy being a writer. Yep. And it, you know, it just really blossomed from there. And I just couldn't get over how willing he was to help. And I think that's where, for me, the trust grew is that he offered ideas and resources. I would give mm -hmm. them a try and we just clicked. And best of all, the kids, their excitement was just contagious. Yeah, it sounds like it was a little combination of great timing, um, some free bookmarks, <laughs> and really, you know, kind of this shared interest that where your paths crossed and the magic started to happen. Is that right, Mark? Yep, exactly right. Yeah, I I had been trying to I, I had been trying to get teachers to work with me on writing, and they were very mm -hmm. hesitant because when you have kids write, you have to read it, and that's hard mm -hmm. sometimes. And Christy has to read sure. all these stories and it's a lot of work. And so yeah. she was excited about it and most teachers were not. And how, how many years ago did this partnership start? Know, three years ago, Christy? No, it's been longer than that four? because we've done books for four. So I think we're on year five. Oh, maybe you're right. Which yeah. is hard to believe, but I got out all the books the other day. So yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Talk a little bit more about that end product that you collaborate on each year. Um, Christy, what's that, what's that all about? So um, Mark came up with the idea and I thought he was crazy. 
because I thought there's no way that we can make this happen. There were so many obstacles. Um, first of all, the number of students that I had, but his idea was to make a published book. He said, can you imagine how cool that would be if your kids had all their stories in a real book, not just one of those that you make at school with the little machine, you know, like a real right, book. Right. And I, I mean, I loved the idea, but I just didn't see how, how it could ever happen. And the other thing was the cost. You know, I, I knew, I didn't know how much it would cost, but I knew to get every single student a book would be really expensive. And right. he just, he, he wouldn't give up that easily, which <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness he didn't. And so again, it, everything just fell into place. And um, the first year we just made one fourth grade book. Well, then okay. those fourth graders turned into fifth graders. And right. when I talked about, oh, that was a fourth grade thing, they, they wouldn't have it. They said, what do you mean? We have to make a book. We, we made one last year. We can make it better this year. And they did. And, yeah. So, yeah. and you know, I know it, it's, it's been celebrated at your school. It's been celebrated in the community. I believe you've shared this with at conferences. Um, talk a little bit more about the excitement around your collaboration as well. Well, it just, I mean, for me, um, the excitement from the kids, like I still, you know, those middle school, high school kids come back and want to share their stories with us because they love to write. I feel like we, you know, our goal to get kids to love to write, it, it was amazing. Just their yeah. excitement totally changed about writing. And um, administration has come to me and asked me, you know, what can we do to get this to keep happening because they see that it drops off once they go to middle school and this all, you know, the curriculum starts getting boring and, and kids are creative. They have a lot to say and they don't want to be stifled. And, and so, sure. um, yeah, it's just, you know, now it's just known that in fourth and fifth grade, they get to make a book with Mark. And, and so they expect that now when they come. Wow. That's fantastic. You know, when you think about the, some of the elements of positive relationships, um, I know you've mentioned trust a couple of times, Christy. Um, how, how do you see certain elements as really being important aspects of successful collaborations? So yeah, trust to me, um, I've learned over the years is it doesn't come easily. But once I, I realize that trusting relationship, I, I'm all in and I, I just see good things happening. Um, mm -hmm. As long as there's that mutual respect and trust, you can be honest, you can try scary things. And yeah. so for me, that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Mark, let's, let's uh, go, go to you for a minute. What elements of positive relationships do you think have been important in this successful collaboration so well, far to date? I think that the trust is a big one because I've had a number of teachers who said, yeah, we'd love you to, for you to talk with our students. And I would talk with them for an hour, mm -hmm. hoping to get them excited about writing. 
and mm -hmm. there would never be any follow through on the teacher's end to get them to write or look at the tutorial videos I have to help them write or any of that stuff would never happen. And so, you know, it's kind of disappointing to be there and get kids excited and then see nothing happen. That right. makes me feel like I wasted, you know, my time doing it. Um, yeah. And maybe it was just to fill an hour in the day for that teacher. And that's not yeah. why I want to do this. Because I know I've looked at the research and kids that write are better readers and kids who are better readers are more successful in school. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a direct relationship. I and just, Mark, as a side note, I just looked at our um, map scores for this last uh, round that we took and oh, they their, their growth was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty exciting wow. to see that. And, you know, the language arts just stuck out so yeah. much beyond the other because scores. People that are good writers are good readers and people that are good readers are good writers. It all goes yeah. hand in hand. And, and so and to be able to, yeah, to be able to map that with your assessment scores is phenomenal, I would think. Yes. Improving yes. that out. Yeah. And that's what the administration likes, you know, that's, <laughs> we see the excitement and, and they like that too. I mean, they're in on the celebration and they are so supportive, but they're supportive because they see, you know, not mm -hmm. only are kids excited, but they're also producing really good work. So, um, so that trust relationship is important to me. Um, mm -hmm. I am a fan of working with people who are as, as excited as I am. And uh, there was a, a phrase when I worked for GE that when you were trying to get somebody interested in your research, there's like a rope between you and the customer and they should be pulling on that rope and pulling me in to get my help. And you can't push the rope. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And so I've had relationships with other teachers where I was pushing the rope and it just doesn't mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's so, you know, when you just the word trust has so much in it. I'm just listening to both of you talk about trust and I'm hearing things like honesty, you know, and being able to say the things that need to be said and to communicate directly. Um, and then also consistency and follow through, you know, the importance of that piece of it, of not just having you talk, Mark, for an hour to fill a lesson plan, but actually following up on that and what's next and having that consistency. And then, you know, there's this whole concept of doing it for a greater cause, right? Like yeah. the lower yeah. your self-interest is and the more it is about the kids, the higher the common collaboration, you know, areas yeah. overlap for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the idea of us putting together a book at the end of the year, yeah. that common goal that we have really drives us because we know what we're yeah. aiming at. When I first talk to them at the beginning, I'll talk to Christy's students in the first week of school. Yeah. And it's all yeah. about getting them excited to do that book at the end or doing, uh, working on, Christy has them participate in what's called NaNoWriMo which is the National Novel Writing Month, where they get a lot of writing done that month. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Not many teachers do that. 
Yeah, that's a lot of self-sacrifice, Christy. And and Mark, both of you, like what you're doing is a lot of self-sacrifice for a greater good. Can you Honestly, talk about that? Though, I, I, I don't feel that way, I guess. Because the payoff um, is you huge. Know, I, because the payoff is huge. I mean, it, it would be, I can't imagine going to work every day and teaching something that isn't fun and exciting. You yeah. know, that it just isn't what I want to do. If I'm going to work hard, it's going to be fun and exciting and, and, you know, something to show in the end. And that's what I feel our relationship has done. It's just lit this mm-hmm. spark in, in all of us, including me. I think of that concept of the state of flow when what you're doing, the time passes, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't take effort. It just, it feeds you. Yes. You know that? Yes. Absolutely. And the kids don't think of it as writing class. You know, they're like, <laughs> every year it's so funny because after Mark meets with us the very first time, I, I have every single year at least five students. Would it be okay if I write at home too? <laughs> yes, that would be fine. <laughs> I will allow it. Yes. yes. Wow. Or allow. <laughs> wow, I love that. Yep. Christy. Tell us about your development as a professional leader. What three thoughts, mindsets, or attitudes have contributed to your success overall? So um, I did. I think through the years, you know, I've I've learned that collaboration is key, not only with Mark, but with with my administrators, with other teachers, with families. You know, we're all in this together, and we all have the same goal. We want kids to be successful. And um, so I guess my second thought would be patience because (laughs) it takes a lot of patience. Um, But also the third thing for me is that positive growth mindset. You know, Mm. um, as long as I can make those positive relationships and collaborate and Mm. earn their trust and respect, Mm. then we can do great things. And definitely the growth mindset even after 28 years in education I absolutely know I can learn something new every single day and I'm working with a first year teacher this year and he's taught me so much and you know I I feel like we've built that trust and when when I have that I'm able to give my full ability to our goals yeah I love that Mark same question for you what have you had, what has your development journey been as a professional leader and what three thoughts, mindsets, or attitudes have contributed to your success? So I guess the only time I was in a leadership role was when I was working for GE as a physicist. Mm-hmm. And it was viewed at GE that the career path for a technical person is you do technical work and then you become a project leader and then you become a big project leader And then you move to a business and you have a leadership role at a business. And that was not something that is interesting to me at all. I (laughs) abhor being a leader and leading a team because I found that I'm not good at, I I have a hard time with the trust piece because Uh I know how hard I can work to get something done. And I'm a little psychotic and workaholic-ish that- (laughs) I put a lot of effort into what I do to make sure I will always over deliver on whatever I'm saying I'm going to do. And not everybody does that. 
and I have a hard time managing that. I found that I'm a really good follower and I'm really good at being given a problem and say, solve it and be left alone. And I can work on that problem and beat it to death until I have a solution. And that led me to have a lot of success at GE because people wanted me on their program because they'll tell me here's the problem and then they'll get out of the way. And that Mm -hmm. worked really well. When I was a project leader, I led a project that had a budget of like a million dollars and I didn't do a very good job at it. I wasn't good at communicating my expectations and then holding them accountable because as we'd mentioned when we've spoken before, I'm very conflict avoidant. Yes. So being, being a leader is not in my wheelhouse is what I've learned. (laughs) And I don't mind that because I get no, I get no enjoyment from leading a team. I only get stress. (laughs) So that's not fun to me at all. It's like, you know, one of the top leadership skills is a high level of self-awareness. And so being able to know yourself well and be okay with that is, yep. is a huge contributor, I'm sure, to your success that you are finding roles that put you in the right seat on the right bus, yeah. which is so important. And, and yeah. then when I'm in the right role, I'm happy and I'm more effective. And that benefits the company, right? Yeah. Now, how did you transition from your role in the technical work at GE to being a New York Times bestselling author? Can you tell us a little bit more about your backstory there? Yep. So um, I had decided when my son was born, I wanted to write a novel to teach him the traits that I saw at the people who were successful at GE, which are risk takers being willing to try something hard, being willing to do something and likely fail, but still being willing to try. Those were not my strengths. And so he wasn't going to learn that from me by example. So I thought maybe I can write some cool books and he can learn it from my characters. And so I started writing. I wrote four novels. They were all catastrophic failures. They were rejected, you know, hundreds of times by agents and publishers. And then one day while my son was playing Minecraft, he was cyber bullied. And it was very, it was a terrible experience. And he didn't understand. He thought this was his fault, which is very common with victims of bullying. So I wrote my first Minecraft novel to teach him that it wasn't his fault. And I used the thing that he was obsessed with to deliver the message. Wow. And he got it. I read it at bedtime. He said, oh, these kids are jerks. They're probably bullied. They're probably picked on and they're lashing out. Uh And then Uh I self-published it just for fun. And at the time, there was only one other novel on Amazon that was a Minecraft novel. And mine took off faster than the other one. And in no time, I had a publisher and an agent and was writing novel after novel. Incredible. Are you a trained writer? I am not. I am a trained physicist and mathematician. And Uh I never had any training in writing, which is why those first four books were likely catastrophic failures. But (laughs) as I mentioned, I'm kind of a workaholic. And I realized I probably don't have the skills to be an author. So I bought every book on writing I could find on Amazon and I read them all. And I just read everything I could find and learned everything I could learn. 
and yeah. I wrote. And the more yeah. you write, the better you get at writing. Yeah. Yes. And those are amazing skills. Like just think about the persistence and the resiliency at four novels that didn't go anywhere. You're still with it, still sticking to it. And, um, and, and the importance of failures, right? Um, yeah. Important of mistakes. Yep. This, is, this is what I share with Christy's students. I was going to say, and the fact that he leads with that, that helps those kids trust him too. You know, he doesn't know it all. He didn't know it all. And he had mm -hmm. failure after failure after failure. And yeah. he still found success. And they catch on to that right away. And the, mm -hmm. the whole bullying. I mean, that's huge. That whole social emotional and how his characters always overcome something from the beginning to the end. Ooh. Yep. So many dimensions of wisdom there. That's yeah. so great. Well, our show is about Enneagram and we're getting ready to move into that. Um, you know, Christy, people say that you don't find the Enneagram, but instead the Enneagram finds you. You and I have been working together now for a few years with the Enneagram. Much of that work was to support your growth journey to leverage your work with Mark in this um, collaboration. Can you share a little bit with us um, about that experience with the Enneagram and how it has impacted your life in general since finding you? Yes. <laughs> um, well, it's been life-changing for me and not just on a professional level, but personal as well, because I feel like, you know, I have a new self-respect that I didn't realize I didn't have. Um, I wish the Enneagram would have found me at a much earlier age, but um, I have learned to appreciate my strengths instead of apologizing for them. For example, um, you know, I always felt so bad and I felt like there was something wrong with me that I was an indecisive person. You know, I, I truly didn't care when people asked me, you know, do you want to do this? That I, I don't care. And in a way, I kind of felt weak. But now I see it as a gift because I'm open to everyone's thoughts and ideas. Um, and I do have strong opinions. When I do, I do. But um, I also understand that everyone has a voice and should be able to express their thoughts. Um, the other thing that I think I've realized about myself through this is I always felt like a procrastinator and it bothered me. I, I did feel the sloth <laughs> through and through. Um, it takes me a while to get going, working on a task, but after some work with you, Linda, when, um, I remember that article, uh, it was, is it procrastination or creating calmness? And oh, yes. I can't believe how that helped me because I realized for me, it is about creating a calmness in myself before I start a project. I will work better when I know that everything else is taken care of. I'm ready to give right. my full attention to the task at hand. It is something I'm still working on because I, I maybe need to find that calmness more quickly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, and yes. you know be a little bit more prepared but um it when I find myself doing some of those things I just have this yeah. understanding instead of beating myself up about it I understand right. I need to do that 
Yes. Um, it is so much about just watching yourself and what, and being able to like a shared framework and vocabulary for what's happening and that it's normal and, and that this is related to your main type and the things that go along with that. Um, and, and that as a type nine, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sneak that in here, uh, the adaptive peacemaker having, um, yeah, an atmosphere of comfort and calm is very, very important to, um, support you in getting things done. Yes. So, um, so what, we're going to continue this conversation when we come back from a short break, we're going to dig deeper into some more Enneagram discussions with Mark Sheverton and Christy Hole virtual co-leader collaborators pursuing the power of possible in order to impact the lives of middle grade learners. And we will be right back. This podcast episode is sponsored by Linda John Consulting. And I'm speaking today with her. Tell me about Linda John Consulting, Linda, and why people are attracted to your business. You bet. Well, we are a coaching and consulting business. We have a wide array of services, including executive coaching, strategic planning, team development programs, um, really all focused on uh, individual leadership growth and uh, organizational development. And so at a time like now when times are tough and a lot of organizations are going through a lot of change, we have the services that can help people get back on track and really grow. Well, corporations report that executive coaching is a key to making their businesses thrive. What makes your coaching practice unique? And why would someone choose Linda John Consulting? Well, I love to use an assessment tool known as the Enneagram, which is a personality assessment, um, puts, puts people into nine different main types and teaches them integration strategies for how to be the best version of themselves. I do have a lot of uh, programs focused on other strategies as well, but this really is one of our key success strategies with Linda John Consulting, and people really are seeing the benefits from this, these programs. Okay, Linda, so what are the best ways for people to contact with you? Best way is just to go to lindajohnconsulting.com and click on set up a consultation and we'll be back in touch and we'll get you started. We are visiting with Mark Shepherdton and Christy Hole, virtual co-leader collaborators pursuing the power of possible in order to impact the lives of middle grade learners. This is the part of the program when we really dig in deep into your Enneagram work. So let's start with the basics. Um, Christy, we just alluded to the fact of you being a type nine, the adaptive peacemaker. What are the favorite features of your type? What are your favorite features of this type? <laughs> well, um, I, I don't like conflict and I, I like peacefulness, calmness, harmony. I feel like I really always have been all my life the adaptive peacemaker. I'm very passionate about creating loyal relationships. Um, I do prefer the one-on-one -on -one interaction mm -hmm. versus large group. Um, but I, I just like that, the calmness, I like that I'm able to see other people's viewpoints. I feel that I stay pretty even keel and go with the flow. Um, yeah. I do not 
want to be the center of attention, but I do want what's best for the whole and, and the group. And yes. um, I also, you know, I, I don't know if we're getting into wings, but the, the one just really rings true to me as well. Just that true North, what is good and right for the world. Um, yes. And when I'm passionate, I really feel like I have something to offer and that's something that I'm really working on as well. You know, this is one of my favorite coaching stories and I share it in a lot of my workout in the field is um, when we're coaching with you and this whole opportunity that you were having with working with Mark and kind of starting to get elevated to um, a level of getting some attention for this work and your feelings of inadequacy almost and lack of confidence about that. And we did a lot of work through your wings with that. Do you want to share that story? Yeah. So Mark had, had said, you know, I think you should reach out to some of these educational journals like Edutopia or um, uh, I can't teaching remember. Channel. Yep. Teaching right. channel. And it, it, it was terrifying to me. <laughs> and, you know, I just said, who am I? You know, I'm, I'm a fourth, fifth grade teacher in the middle of Nebraska. I, I don't feel comfortable with this at all. I have nothing to share. <laughs> and then Linda <laughs> and I really worked through it. And she said, you, you have the ability to share this and not only help your students, but students all over the country, the world. And you, you have a responsibility to do that. And once I saw it from that, from that yeah. viewpoint, I went yeah. to my three and I'm like, okay, I got to go. I have some writing to do. And, <laughs> you know, I was excited. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So. yeah, the magic started to happen. You tapped yeah. that one wing and it was now, it was no longer about you. You know, your eight, your um, eight was a little bit taunting. You're like, who do you think you are? Your eight wing and a little unhealthy. And then your one wing was like, this isn't about me even. This is about what's right for the world. And right. then you went to your achiever at your line of release of three and magic did start to happen. So I love that story. Yeah, and yeah. It, it felt good. It felt, it felt good. <laughs> Uh, Mark, let's move to you and your Enneagram type and your favorite features of, of the type. We, we've just started coaching together recently, so this is fairly new, but you had a lot of aha moments through our work together already. Yeah, so I thought for sure I'd be an adaptive peacemaker like Christy uh -huh. because I'm always the peacemaker and I'm very conflict avoidant, as I mentioned, and I turned yeah. out being a quiet specialist, number five. By five. Which makes a lot of sense because as i mentioned earlier i'm pretty happy to be given a task and then be left alone right and i would spend hours and hours and hours in a lab at ge just working on building a piece of equipment or doing an optic setup or doing a series of experiments that takes a week i might see nobody else for a week and i was pretty happy uh, that was a good <laughs> place for me to be so i i thought that was a surprising result um, yes. We had talked about the positive and negative things that I go to that mm -hmm. when I'm writing and I know ex I can see exactly what I want to write and I know what I want to write. I yeah. can't write fast enough to get the ideas out of my head. Yes. And, um, I go to that active controller eight and I am just on yeah. fire. It's going. Yes. And I hope You're nothing interrupts me. Because yeah. Because if anything yep. does, I don't know if it's going to restart because... 
<laughs> you know, these are the moments when writers say the muse is on their shoulder, right? Yeah. And so your line your your line of release to the eight is similar to, you know, with when Christy's line of release goes to healthy three, your line of release, it's when you're at your best or you're in flow and things are coming. Just like, yeah, it's like, here's what we're gonna do, here's what the story needs to be, here's these ideas, and you just go. Yeah. But yeah. when I'm stuck and I don't have a clear idea. And the worst time for this is when I'm starting a new book and you're staring at a blank page, right? <laughs> right. you got no idea what you're going to write. I feel like a failure because I have no idea what I'm going to do. And it's so hard for me to get going. And it's really difficult. And I get depressed when I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden, I'll get the idea and it'll click in my head. And then I'm off at the races. Yeah. But like the book I'm working on right now, um, I finished the first draft and I know it's wrong and I need to change it to make it right, but I don't have a clear image of what right looks like. Right. And so I'm really yeah. struggling. I'm reading through it and I'm really struggling with how do I make a change here? Cause I don't know what right is, but I know I'm not there yet. Yeah. We, we talked about that in a little bit. Um, to, like that's, it feels stressful to you. Yeah. Um, the line of stress for a five, it'd be an unhealthy seven where it's just sort of like um, too many thoughts or too many. And how do you sort it all out? Like what, what exactly is this meaning? Um, do you recall that conversation? Yeah, Mark? Absolutely. That really yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that's what happens is, is I don't know what to do. I don't have any image in my head and yeah. So then what happens, anything that can be a distraction is a welcome distraction. <laughs> right. And that's why, Christy, I got those book yeah. covers for your kids made because, <laughs> let's see, I could work on this story and I don't know what to do, or I could make some cool book covers for Christy's students to look at. And so I spent half a day doing that instead. <laughs> so that's what happens when I'm stuck is I look for anything else to do other than that. Oh, that's so true. Now, a couple of types where you had overlap, you both really connect strong with nine, as you mentioned, Mark, you mm -hmm. thought maybe that was going to be your main type, and it is Christy's main type. But also, I loved, I loved when we did our, our um, co-leader coaching, you both were resonating with the type two considerate helper in a really global way. Um, it wasn't about doing it for appreciation it was a higher cause can you both talk about how you're connecting in with your type two so um for me you know i'm one thing that you had mentioned about a type two is that we want to be um appreciated right like we want to right. um be thanked for what we're doing and and i don't think either one of us that's not what's driving us it's it's seeing the kids right um and their excitement when they have this book and how they they want to keep going you know it's not the end for them and and just um you know i always thought mark would be a two because he's just he's constantly giving 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 and helping these kids with nothing asking for absolutely nothing in return and mm -hmm. um so I, I guess that was my biggest thing is, yeah, we just, we don't need that. It, no. we, we need their excitement. That's what feeds us. Right. That's what feeds you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my, my payoff is when I get the book in the mail, Christy will send me a copy. Yeah. And that's really exciting to get that. I'm just as excited as the kids are. Yeah. But 
but to hear Christy tell me how excited the kids are when they get their books, mm -hmm. that's what gives me validation for what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that first celebration was something <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us will forget, you yeah. know, there, cause we were able to do it over Skype. So Mark could be there oh. with us and mm -hmm. we had a red carpet celebration oh. and it, oh it was kids came dancing down the carpet to yeah. get their book yeah yeah, yeah. It was was i just got chills i mean i just got chills up and down my spine that is so i well, get I, I connect with you on that and and this came about when i was thinking about when i first self-published my first minecraft book mm -hmm. and i ordered a copy and i got it in the mail and i opened mm -hmm. this and this Amazon envelope and holy crap, my book is in that Amazon envelope. Look at that. Yeah. That was pretty remarkable. And I thought, how great would that be for a kid? What would that do for their self-esteem? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. You know, um, we talked a little bit, Mark, about your healthy line to type eight, the confident leader from the standpoint of your writing. But when we talked about you as co-leaders and strengths you bring to balance each other out, that type eight is a gift that you bring to the partnership um, that Christy really looks to your leadership on um, with that line to the type eight. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Either one of you that wants to jump in on that question. I guess for me, that type eight piece is, I kind of can see the puzzle pieces and I know, and I had this capability at GE that if you give me a problem, I can kind of see the puzzle pieces and what order they are in and what we need to do first and second and third to get the obstacles yeah. out of the way. Yeah. And yeah. so for us working together, how are we going to publish this thing? Well, we can't publish on Amazon because you got to make a profit. So we got to find another way to do it. And then yeah. how do we do the cover? So it's the right size. And so these were all technical things I was able to knock out of the way. Yeah. So we could do the important like, thing, getting it published. Yeah. Here, here's the way. This is where we want to get here step by step by step. And Christy, I think that gave you a great deal of um, confidence and security in a way. It did. And, you know, I had mentioned before, I am an indecisive person, you know, so <laughs> Mark is so good because even though he knows that about me, he always asks, you know, mm -hmm. what do you want to do? Where do you see this going? And I don't know. And mm -hmm. he has a way of guiding me in the direction it, it, it still is a team effort but i couldn't i i would stop without him because i don't have the the vision like he does yeah. and so that yeah it just really helps me and and and, and i'm also the fun uncle that can come <laughs> in and say exactly the same thing mom has been saying but the kids <laughs> listen to me even though christy said it 10 times yeah right <laughs> So true. true. Yeah. So true. I don't understand what the psychology is behind that. Yeah. But it totally works. And I'm sure, Linda, with you coaching people, uh -huh. they're, you know, you may have leadership of a company telling their middle management to do this and that. But right. when you come in and say it, it's from a different <laughs> person. And it's a, and it's a yeah. person of authority. And it rings yeah. true because of your authority. Mm -hmm. Or especially if I can ask the right questions where they can come up with it themselves, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yes. know, and then there's the true buy-in because it's their own thinking. Right. So that's yes. so true. 
Um, When we talked to two about the balancing act, um, we talked about both of you connecting in with that nine. Christy, um, that strong type one and type three um, are balancing areas for you maybe. Um, I think you're both connecting in with what's good for the you know, greater good and all of that. But how do you see that type three balancing your relationship in a positive way as well? Uh, well, for me, it's just, you know, once we, Mark just has a way of, of getting me motivated to get there, you know, and, and so many times he knows what I need to do before I even realize <laughs> I need to do it. You know, he, when he's doing his work, he'll run across resources or strategies and he'll share them with me. And and I try him out and, you know, I just, I know I can trust him again. It goes back to that. I don't have to, you know, watch it first or, cause I just know I can trust what he's giving us is, is going to work. And so then I'm, I'm able to just do it, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's move forward. So back to that trust word is so foundational to all of this collaborative work, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, that keeps coming up over and over in, in the conversation. And I even think about Christy. Well, you both have a direct connection to the type six. So Mark, as a five, you have a six wing. Mm-hmm. And Christy, you have a line that you go to a unhealthy six under stress. Yeah. But by building the relationship and building that trust, you're able to stretch that to the healthy version. And that healthiest six is all about trust and loyalty. Right, right. Uh, that's been built over time. It yep. takes me a while, but <laughs> once I'm once I get there, yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mark, you've even mentioned too, you know, before it's like your work style is very different than others. And you're not always necessarily, you're sometimes disappointed, you yeah. know, when working in teams and that others aren't coming through to that level. So um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of that type six energy that through your development of trust in your collaboration has really put both of you at that healthy um, connection of loyalty to the partnership, loyalty to each other as professionals, and um, all sorts of possibilities can be explored in that space. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's <laughs> where we started our uh, coaching together. Even though I had coached individually with Christy, I was trying out this new concept with my um, coaching practice on co-leader uh, coaching and bringing in collaborators to figure out what was making their partnership so successful and seeing where we could go from there. So we've been working together for the past several weeks on a co-leader Enneagram coaching engagement. Um, You already had a very successful partnership as we've heard a lot about. So when then we looked at the DNA of what made it so good. And then we started looking at what's next. And I'm so amazed at what you two came up with in a very short amount of time. Um, Mark, let's start with you on the goal that you and Christy identified for 2021 in a year with a lot of uncertainty coming before us and limited resources. Uh, Let's hear a little bit about what the two of you came up with. So the goal was to have a student or hopefully students self-publish their own story on Amazon. Because right now the books that that we get made for the kids are not on Amazon. They're from a 
print on demand company and they print them for us and they have an ISBN number and everything, but they're not on Amazon and the kids can't point to it. Yeah. And so we and it's wanna... a collection of multiple student stories, right? As opposed to one student with one published. And, and if you publish on Amazon, you have to have a certain number of pages. Okay. And you got to have an account, and you got to put in your social security number because you might have to pay taxes on royalties, and you might make yeah. some royalties, might make some money. Yeah, it's and the so real deal. <laughs> we want to see some students self-publish their own story. And there's a number last year that we published that were, I don't know, Christy, 30 pages long, 40 oh, pages long. Yeah. 42, I think was the. Yeah. Yeah. From a fifth grader. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So we'd, we'd like to see them self-publish it and put it on Amazon and they can point to that. And not a lot of people can point to that. Mm -hmm. What a great right. thing that would be for that kid's self-esteem. That is such a amazing goal and especially in a in an environment where there's just a lot of limitations right now christy during mm -hmm. our coaching sessions and especially the one in which this goal was planned out it seemed to me that you and mark were on a roll and everything was just flowing <laughs> with these ideas and it was really easy for the two of you to connect on this and plan out the steps and divide the work according to your strengths of who could bring what to the project. What was that coaching session like for you? And how do you think the Enneagram came into play in that process? You know, again, it's just like, we have worked together this way since the beginning. And it's just that I know that when he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it and it's going to be done right. And, and I feel like he, he knows that about me as well. Yep, absolutely. And if we're running into problems or need help, we reach out, but that's just norm normally how we work. And yeah. we just, when you have that same goal in mind, things yes. just fall into place. So yes. yeah, it's, it, it just seems easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, same question for you. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, the, the great thing about our relationship is fifth graders terrify me as, <laughs> as a teacher, I can teach 17 and 18 year olds. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I did. But teaching elementary school kids is terrifying to a high school teacher in general. Uh -huh. And so I can think of all of these great things to do with these kids, but I don't know what's practical and what's not because I'm not in the trenches where Christy is. And right. so I can think of something, but then she makes it practical and makes it doable because yes. she knows what works in the classroom and what won't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so her idea of getting one of these students to publish their own story on Amazon, I see of it as this is going to be a great seed that's going to get a lot of other kids to want to do it. Right. I know when you were talking about this goal, it was sort of like, how do we scale this? And it was, I think everyone felt, or you both felt that you had to start with one Yes. And um, Mark, do you want to talk a little bit more about the process and the steps that you're planning to go through with that one student that you're going to publish, help publish? So, so there's, there's two challenges that I see. Number one, getting the manuscript ready. Because these kids are so excited about getting their stories down on paper, but they're not excited about going back and checking the punctuation. Because <laughs> doing that sucks. That is not any fun. fun. <laughs> and so... That's something that Christy can help these kids with. And then, 
and I don't know how I would how you would help if I had to do that. I would just do it myself because I don't know how you help somebody do that. Um, and we want to teach them to fish, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. want them to learn something from this experience. Mm-hmm. And so what I know is how to put the book up on Amazon. Yeah. And so my portion of this is to create a set of tutorials that will help students understand how they need to get their document formatted and then some videos showing how you go and you upload it, actually upload it onto Amazon and create the cover and do all of that kind of stuff. And so working with this one student, you'll work it out so that it's um, part of the video tutorials that other students can then access if I understand it correctly. Right, so I've, I've made two videos already, one of them talking about how to structure the document and the mm-hmm. other one about I go through and upload a document that I could publish on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so I went through the entire process about how to upload it, how to log in, how to create the account in case parents don't have an account for this, you know, for doing it and how you, all the steps you would go through until you click publish. Right. Christy, you've got some uh, responsibilities on the goal, especially on the front end. And then once it all becomes a reality, what, what's your role in all of this look like? So the first thing I did, um, identified the student and I had one in mind right away because I knew the joy that writing brought to this student. And so I reached out to his mom and just told her that Mark and I were working together and this is what we wanted to do with her son. And she 100% on board. And again, you know, I have a relationship with her where she trusts me. She knows that I'm not going to do something that would put him, you know, uh, at risk. So anyway, he's come after school four times so far. And um, she called me and she said, I just want to thank you because this light was ignited again in him. And she goes, we've been so worried about him because he used to play the ukulele. He used to do some different things and he had stopped all of that. And she said he was almost like in a depression. And he came home that first night just excited and he couldn't wait to come back. And so we're about halfway through and it's so funny because I'll see him giggling and I'm like, what what are you laughing about? He goes, I can't believe last year I used to write the letter U for the word U. What was wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) And just some of the things he was like, that didn't make sense. And so he's changing it and he's so excited. Like he just wants to get through that manuscript so he can start looking at the cover and it, it's amazing. It's amazing. What, what, oh, excuse me. What, what about to Mark's point about the, you know, huge undertaking of editing a book and, and then hopefully teaching along the way. How, how are you approaching that? Um, I have snacks out when he comes and (laughs) we just sit there and um, I help him. Like I'll do a lot of the Grammarly part. So Uh we sit there together and collaborate. We have it on a Google Docs. I work Mm -hmm. on the Grammarly part and he works on the story part. Like, you know, I didn't mean to say that or I need to switch this around. And so we work for about 30 minutes and so great. And, and we're getting through. It's, it's going to be good. 
And, and let's keep in mind, this is all on top of continuing your annual project of the published books for the collection of stories as well. But, you know, like Mark said, like when I got out all the books that we've done already, my yeah. kids this year are just, they, that's all they want to do. They're like, <laughs> I, can we please just write? Can we just write? Let's skip math. Let's write. Because they, they see the end yeah. product. Yes. And, and that's what they want to do. They're invested in it. And that's what I hope will happen when, when this student publishes his book is that other kids say, I can do that. You know, yeah. I want to do that too. I want to do that too. Yeah. Because this is figuring out how to scale something that's available to the masses of fourth and fifth graders throughout your school throughout maybe the state, who knows? We'll work on that goal next year, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you're both talking about how you're gonna celebrate the success at the end and make sure that it's known through the um, education system and the community. Um, any specific ideas on that yet? Is that still in the works? Well, you know, we had the newspaper um, yeah. come out for the last one and and so it was kind of in the county news and our school board and administration is 100% on board. They fund, they find the money for um, all of these projects. So. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, we're getting to the end of our conversation. The hour has flown by. Mm -hmm. I have one final question for each of you before we find out how people can connect with you. Um, Christy. We'll start with you. Um, through our work together of Enneagram Coaching as a co-leader um, collaboration with Mark, what did you learn about Mark from that process that you didn't already know? And this is a curveball, I didn't, no warning of this question, but what, what did you learn about Mark that you didn't already know? Well, I the most interesting thing to me was that he was a five. Um, yeah. But then he, my husband's a five. And so I thought, oh, okay, you know, I-, I just yeah. started thinking a little bit differently like this is it's a good balance um yes. so that was the biggest aha for me okay mark what did you learn about christy from this process that you didn't already know i think mine was just from right now hearing christy talk about how insecure she was about writing that article because she seems really confident to me and she nailed that article and it was a great piece of writing and so I'm surprised to hear that she was not confident about something because she always seems very confident to me. That was our one-on-one -on -one coaching that helped her with confidence, right? <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> now, I have, just out of curiosity, have the two of you ever met in person? No. Never. No. <laughs> That's what I thought. Never. Isn't that crazy? The we presented together at a conference. But, but I was on a computer screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. The power of the work you're doing and you've never even met yep. <laughs> in person. Fantastic. All right. Um, how would you like our listeners to connect with you? Mark, what's the best way for them to connect? Um, the best way is through my website, marksheverton.com. You can email me through there. I get tons of emails from a lot of kids, but I get emails from adults and parents and teachers frequently. So they can email me there or they'll find me on Facebook or Twitter at Mark C underscore author on okay. Twitter as well. Awesome. And, and I heard you say earlier, you are looking for other 
uh, collaborative opportunities. Although you're going to be pretty busy Always. this year with Mrs. Hall. Yep. <laughs> I, I get first dibs. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not sure how that sharing is going to go. <laughs> um, Christy, Christy, I know you're pretty active on Twitter. How should people connect with you? Is that the best place? Um, well, my email um, is khole at lpslions.org. That's my school email. And then my Twitter is at whole K hole. You should okay. spell it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, at okay. whole H O L L right. K H O L L. Yeah. We'll have that up on the website too. Okay. For the show, show notes, that'll be up on the website. So thank you both. Mark Sheverton, Christy Hole, virtual co-leader collaborators, pursuing the power of possible to impact the lives of middle grade learners. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck to you with this project. I'm definitely gonna be staying in touch with you to find out how things turn out. <laughs> I'm so excited. I had a couple goosebump moments throughout the show. So I just wanna thank you for the work that you're doing. It's powerful. And thank you, our podcast audience for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Aware Leader Podcast. We will be back soon with more dynamic guests ready to hear more stories of successful leaders sharing their experiences of leveraging their Enneagram power to accelerate their leadership success. And until then, I am Linda John, host of the Self-Aware Leader podcast, signing off from the Tucson Radio X studios located in the Stewart Title Company building on Broadway Boulevard in Tucson, Arizona. So long. Join us again on the Business Radio X Network for the Self-Aware Leader Podcast with Coach and Vistage Chair, Linda Jones.